Welcome to Brigham Young Money. You got Jordan. You got Greg. We're also joined by a couple semi-regulars at this point now. With uh, <laughs> First off, Colin, uh, Dr. Bad Boy, a.k.a. Dr. Young Nasty Man, as you're currently going on <laughs> on Twitter. So that's fun. Yep. And also joining us today, too, is a Joke Sabian, a podcaster, host of the Lions Led by Donkeys, and author of the new book, Prisoner's Dilemma. That got released on what, the 10th? 20th, yeah. 20th. All right, awesome. I'm counting this as a hat trick, because the one that when you came on my show, I'm counting that as an appearance, so this is officially a hat trick. Perfect. I think you're a first three-time guest, I think. Not even Colin can say that. Right, Colin? (laughs) No. Fine, then. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyway, also happy belated Pioneer Day to all of us. Beloved. The, just a great holiday. Is that a holiday? It's like Utah a state it thing. Is. It is. It's a state thing. Yeah, it's a, the one we like to remember about the struggles of our pioneer ancestors and then try to forget everything else they did before we became a state. <laughs> I will and, say. You know, I'm glad they discovered Utah as the first people ever in Utah. (laughs) It's very important. There was no one else here. Please do not look into any other sort of like history of Utah before 1847 or in between those time periods. Uh, We were just, it's Columbus day for Utah. Pretty much actually. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. It was the (laughs) holiday of the sacred event where Brigham Young's gout really acted up and he just didn't want to go any further. (laughs) <laughs> I think my favorite uh, July, July 24th thing is Carl Malone being such a narcissist that when he first got into Utah, his birthday is July 24th, and he thought that the parade was being thrown for him. Well, it's because Frank Layden <laughs> told him that. Oh, he did? See, I didn't Are know you, that. I mean, That's from everything funnier. I've heard about Carl Malone is that he's so stupid he would believe that. Yeah. No, yeah. Fr- Frank Layden was like, Carl, this is all for you. Oh, that's funny. Which is a great prank. That's an amazing prank. Well, I mean, in defense of Carl Malone, which I'm never going to say as words out of my mouth ever again. You sure you don't want to already retract that statement? (laughs) Issuing just after this statement, I will never say it again. retraction. In defense of Carl Malone. Oh, shit, you're a libertarian now? (laughs) (laughs) He's not a pedophile. That's not the right word. If I if I was an NBA player from Louisiana who just moved to Utah and I had no idea about the state and they just said like, yeah, this parade's for you, man. Enjoy. Like, I would probably believe it. I'm stupid. I know this. I mean, once I started like reading the floats too, I was like, wait, Orem second steak. What's that about? <laughs> All these all these floats are for white people. He was he was probably really stoked about the uh, teenage beauty queens, though. <laughs> you brought me all these new wives. All right. I mean, I, I, I heard that's what we were about, but oh, man, what else we got going on? COVID's back. That's cool. Raging. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I really love living in a place that's overran with tourists while COVID's happening and nobody's wearing masks. It's like there's a state mandate to wear a mask. Meanwhile, like it, you get like rednecks from the deep south or Australia that immediately ignore everything you have to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the horrible thing is like there's no mechanisms in place to stop it anymore. Like I don't think you could do a mask mandate even if you tried. Like that's no, no it's it impossible. Work. That's that, done. that ship is fucking sailed. 
it's, uh, it's, we, it's, we made sure of it. That ship sailed and then it got hit with a missile. Yeah, the Utah State Legislature basically put in mechanisms that nobody else other than them could could enforce a mask mandate. Yeah, they just took away yeah. all the emergency powers. So, like, and I think a bunch of states did that too. But that's pretty much like, nope, we're we're just Cortez burning the ships now. We're we're not going back. <laughs> like, I mean, the state of Hawaii has the power for a mask mandate, and we have one in place. But the cops absolutely do not care. Um, granted Honolulu PD is cartoonishly corrupt on their best days and like incompetently lazy on their worst. Um, so like they don't give a shit about masks. The, the only, the only time they ever enforced the mass rule was as a mechanism to throw homeless people in prison. Jesus Christ. Uh, and awesome. then to, to like, uh, to put a cherry on top of that, they stopped counting the COVID rates in the prison so they could open the island back up. And granted, I live on Oahu, so obviously there's many other islands, but Oahu has one prison on it, right? We do not have jails because we do not have counties. So say I got picked up for DUI. I go to prison and I get processed through it like it's a jail. So... You get you have COVID running rampant through our, our prison slash jail detention facility, uh, like it's doing in every other correctional facility in the country. But then I get released within twenty four hours. So it's just like a constant revolving door of like viral spread, and that's, nobody's counting it. That's horrible. Oh God, <laughs> incompetence with aloha. Oh fuck, man. Also, the Olympics shouldn't be happening right now. They really oh shouldn't. my god! My personal favorite thing of the Olympics is it still says 2020 everywhere. Like they're just insisting that it, it, this is fine and normal. <laughs> Listen, we're not paying for graphics twice. <laughs> they should have just like slapped a one over the zero and called it a day. <laughs> of all the things to skimp on, it's graphic design. I mean, they made the cardboard fuck beds too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the IOC in general, too. They'll skimp on anything possible just to make up to the point where, like, people die. Like, people notice that. But everything else, they'll just have, like, essentially just empty shells. Yeah, like, they don't They don't need to. The IOC doesn't need to spend money. The host country needs to spend the money. Uh, exploit everyone in the footprint of the Olympics to please the IOC. And then the IOC is going to in- insist that the games go ahead, even though, like, you're actively melting down. It's like one of my favorite parts was, like, People like a lot of Japanese people are protesting about canceling the Olympics and like the Japanese government had to admit, like, legally, there's not a way that we can. Like we send a binding contract, with the IOC, and there's no out clause. Which is amazing, like that an entire sovereign government can be like, our, our lawyers didn't look this over. <laughs> or that they yeah that like there isn't an exit strategy in case of, I don't know, a once in a century pandemic. Yeah, like even insurance policies have like an act of God clause. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I think it was Wimbledon that when they canceled made a bunch of insurance money. Oh, I'm sure. Like it has to all be crazy insured because it's billions of dollars at play, or more than that. If you happen to be the last three countries that got suckered into this shit. I like how the last the last one they declared it was what Brisbane, and they were the only people who applied. <laughs> Are you yeah. shitting me? No. That well, was the 2032 games are going to be in Brisbane and no other country or city applied. It's going to be 140 degrees in Brisbane in 2032. And the gold medal for fist fighting a kangaroo goes to the one guy who showed up. 
Yeah, it's give a hand. This person's gonna win a gold medal for going outside. <laughs> You're gonna essentially just have like the Olympic marathon right in front of like Ozzy Mandius's statue. Like that's that's pretty much all it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, like the, they're gonna have to change all events to just fighting wildfires that pop up nearby. Oh god, yeah, it's like trench digging and like who can pull the hose the fastest? <laughs> who can scratch line the boys? And the U.S. wins the bucket carry. <laughs> the U.S. Way is going to go. win because we're just going to send all the inmates from California. Fuck. Nails has won his third gold medal. It's spelled with <laughs> a Z. Get the real life version. I of would just Dominic like to thank Toretto. the California Department of of Correction and Rehabilitation for keeping me in slave labor, uh, so I can win this bronze medal for my family. No, I'm not going to be paid for this, but. Yeah, I'm really glad that they're uh, they're awarding me with a stack of ramen noodles when I get back to my unair conditioned prison. Hey, and not only that, when you get out of prison, you can't fight fires. That's right, because you're a criminal. You can apply uh, to have it expunged for this purpose. Uh, and like, I used to be a wildland firefighter, uh, and we worked with uh, convict crews all the time. Granted, I didn't work for the state of California. I worked for the federal government and the Bureau of Land Management, who does not have convict crews. Uh, but we would pass through California and Oregon and stuff and Washington, places who do. And uh, we would give all the inmates cigarettes and shit because we knew it pissed off the guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can you imagine, though, like the the NBC, like, like vignettes about like prisoners? That would be so much more fun than any like the Olympic athletes. <laughs> just like slow moving video and b-roll of just like a guy sitting on stands yeah outside of here i'm a hell's angel um <laughs> but in here um i like to brew my own toilet shine and um you know i'm I just ready to go kitchen. for gold let's do this america yeah. um if, have you ever watched any of the coverage from somewhere else like have you watched the bbc coverage of the olympics no. is it you realized much better? how sh- strongly like propagandized the u.s coverage is and of course it is we only show things when we're involved well and it's not just that but it's just like you know like the stories that they craft for prime time coverage aren't necessarily what's happening and like not necessarily the whole story of what happened in the event and like all that kind of stuff and like it's very very different if you ever watch like the bbc coverage or something it's just awful i'm not shocked no, just NBC wait, is wait, just awful. You mean the Olympics is for propaganda? What? Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm only I'm, watching the Olympics on Al Jazeera from now on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to watch it on my, on my ISIS TikTok feed. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, we can say a lot of things about the Olympics. At least it's not as bad as like the 1904 one, which had like a reenactment of the Boer War. Or the 1934, which is in Nazi Germany. That one too. Yeah, that was also. Hey, Jesse Owens, it worked out pretty well. I mean, yes, it was a massive propaganda coup for the Nazis. But hey, we got some good stories out of it. I really like that the, like the explanation for um, competing in them was for uh, people to like, no, by competing, see, we will show that the Nazis are are, are are ridiculous because they're going to see that Jewish and black athletes are just as good as their white ones, if not better, even though they can't buy a house in Detroit. Uh, 
And then, you know, racism was defeated because Jesse Owens would gold and World War II did not happen. We defeated racism anyway. The Germans just took the Sudetenland. Haha, <laughs> 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 we made Hitler look bad by beating all of his athletes. Oh, fuck Poland. He see, showed us. See, posting was just as stupid back then as it was today. <laughs> anyway. Right, writing a shit post and attaching it to a pigeon. Somehow, somehow the New York Times hasn't learned any lessons since then. No, they were very forgiving of Hitler, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> Democracy dies in darkness. Yeah, thankfully, there's no light in execution chambers. <laughs> oh, man. Just thinking about like old timey posting just makes me think that like Henry Ford would definitely be just like a James Woods character in the 1930s. Henry Ford would be Nick Fuentes with a manufacturing job. <laughs> I, I know way too much about his deep seated anti-Semitism and racism because I grew up in Detroit and like in that footprint. And he is a museum in Dearborn, which used to be mostly white people, which is now all Arabs, uh, which I'm sure Henry Ford fucking would love. Uh, and uh, he has a museum that like every high school in the area has like goes to. And when I was a kid, you don't learn anything about the fact like, no, nah, he was a Nazi. Like he got a medal from Nazis and then re- like republished the entire protocols of the elders of Zion. So he he bought uh, a newspaper called the, Ind- uh, the Dearborn Independent and then just turned it into effectively like an anti-Semitic neo-Nazi rag and used his Ford distribution system to give it up for free. Uh, but he- now if you go to the Henry Ford website, there's like... A, a tab that's like about Henry Ford's uh, anti-Semitism. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. The museum's still open. Listen, just because he used to get a copy of the International Jew with every Model A Ford doesn't mean that. <laughs> oh Jesus! They, no, that really happened too. Like he would. Oh, I yes, know. I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt that happened. it did. It's but it's still you know, it's still shocking. And he fired all the Jewish people from uh from Ford when uh when uh the Nazi government passed the Nuremberg laws that Jews could not be in management and stuff like that. He just decided to follow suit for funsies. Well, they gave to be fair. Medal, there probably so. wasn't many Jews there, if any, uh, because he wouldn't have hired them. <laughs> oh man. Henry Ford was insane. Like that's the only thing you can really say too. like um great book is called Fordlandia. It's about his colony, oh, in Bra- yeah. his colony in Brazil. He tried to like manufacture like rubber in and he was just like, just put like his lackeys that were like beating up union members for most of the times. Like, yeah, you guys can go run it. You guys have like expertise and things. I mean, mainly yeah. attacking people, but you know, you'll figure it out. And just like, he made a Henry Ford free state. Like he lo- he looked he at Belgium and was like, you guys are onto something. Uh, and like tried to like force feed people hamburgers and shit, <laughs> like to make them American. It was amazing. It was just the most unhinged insane shit like no you will live in suburbs and you will live like white people in the suburban detroit area they're like you too can get hooked on antidepressants (laughs) (laughs) oh wow all right speaking of weird racism and all that too our local business made the news the national Oh, what business could that be oh i think listeners of the program will be very well acquainted with Local coffee shop, uh, cafe, if you will. Um, 
made national news again because they wanted to have a little mea culpa for uh, being involved in so many horrific things in like the last oh year or so. Well, it depends. When when was Matt Best born? Uh, nineteen. He ever- he's like nineteen eighty five. He's like thirty five. He's not old. Weird. I could have swore he was twelve. Uh, mentally, yes. I mean. <laughs> Has he ever done a single good thing with his life? That's what I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) That's no, not at all. Anyway, I I also fall into that category. So, you know, I mean, I think I run a podcast for a living. I think we all kind of do at this point. I think we just have to accept (laughs) it and just move on. Um, So listeners will be aware that Black Rival Coffee and their affinity for firearms being non-politically correct and strongly and constantly self-affirming their own heterosexuality. Um, loudly and as much as humanly possible as they are not gay yeah. not gay bro no 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 homo no homo like they're, they're not gay they're <sighs> legitimately the ones that believe it's not gay if you don't make a contact <laughs> the yeah. type to sit on their hands before <laughs> it doesn't count if it's numb guys if we're not dating it's just hanging out <laughs> oh God, I hate them so much. But they're not traitors. They're not racist. They don't support murderers unless maybe there's money in on it too. It depends. Their their morals vary from day to day. We'll we'll get into that more. They don't support murderers. They simply glorify them or occasionally give them jobs. They don't support murders domestically. Right. For the most part. Yeah, I look forward to the Timothy McVeigh brand. Yeah, anyone yeah. overseas, just anyone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as you kill uh, a, a black or a brown person in a different country. Yeah, totally fine. Welcome to junior management. <laughs> I mean, they might support it here just a little bit, as long as they were black or brown. Yeah, fair. Also, maybe some white people. Honestly, Kyle Rittenhouse fucked up by killing white people. Yeah. yeah. That's why he didn't get the Black Rifle Coffee stamp of approval. We'll get to all that. Uh, in November, after the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting, as the aforementioned uh, shooting that we just barely talked about like 30 seconds ago, uh, Black Rifle Coffee had to disavow him since he was bailed out of jail by Ricky Schroeder wearing a Black Rifle <laughs> Coffee shirt. Okay, That's just go back funniest. in time a couple years and run that sentence by like, we, something happened. We, like someone injected a, a military grade hallucinogen into our water supply so hard that reality has fractured the entire like, no, country. This child actor is, 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 is leaking is, is breaking out a terrorist, multiple uh, accused murderer. And we're all going to dress up in coffee stuff first. Like the it's in- like that scene from fucking uh, breaking bad. Like the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> The entire country has been MK Ultrad. <laughs> yeah, can you just imagine? We, we all going, got Midnight Climax and we weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, can you just imagine that five years ago? I was like, hey, yeah, Ricky Schroeder's a Nazi. Like, f- fucking Silver Spoons? <laughs> right. It turns out he meant Silver Shirts. Whoops. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, uh, there was an article in New York Times Magazine by Jason Zengler, set, which set the stage for Black Rival Coffee to kind of, you know, give their mea culpa and, you know, try and say that they're not involved with any sort of insurrections and or murder of protesters. And 
we got a little, we got some excerpts for you here just to kind of go off of it. Like most Americans, Evan Haffer experienced the January 6th insurrection at the United States Capitol from a distance. Watching it unfold on his television in his iPhone from Salt Lake City, woo! <laughs> what he saw did not surprise him. Haffer, who was 44, voted for Donald Trump. He was even open at first to the possibility that Trump's claim of sweeping voter frauds were re- leg- legitimate. Of until, course he was. Until William Barr, Trump's attorney general, declared in early December that he could find no evidence that such fraud occurred. Still, Haffer told me, quote, you're told by the commander in chief for months that the election was stolen. So you're going to have a group of people that are really pissed. End quote. The thing about that is like, I wonder if that logic applied to anyone other than Donald Trump. Like, do you think? If, of course they didn't. Yeah. No, if, no. You think Obama <laughs> would like have the same thing? No, let, now let's see what they have to say about, I don't know. Uh, Benghazi. It ain't going I'm, away. It yeah. ain't going yeah, you, away. You know who, you know who did go away? <laughs> Charlie Daniels. <laughs> That's Dev- right. Devil came back. <laughs> it turns out the uh, it turns out he uh, is not that good at fiddle, and he died. Um, <laughs> but house <laughs> always wins, what? Charlie. You know, it's one of those things. It's just like transparently ridiculous uh, and not to bring up dumb things that are also bad uh, to be like, oh, well, he didn't react this way because like those gotcha moments don't fucking mean anything because it requires any of these people to be acting in good faith, which they've never done in their entire lives. No, Um, like they're going they've built their brand selling like Benghazi related shit and having those guys, I think, on their fucking podcast and we're in like. Uh, had have had articles in that coffee or die newspaper, uh, which I, I say newspaper. It's all online. Um, How the fuck is that a thing? Or sorry, it's a magazine. I don't know. Um, because uh, Soldier of Fortune went on a print and people aren't sure where to get their war porn anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, then you fast forward to the Niger ambush, which is also clearly a, a case of gross incompetence uh, from the military and the government much like Benghazi and they're like shit happens when you do this stuff man when you operate in that kind of world sometimes stuff like that happens like so like yeah, clearly you know we we need to listen to the commander in chief when he's one that we like let, let, let's not fuck around with this Evan alright fucking idiot Jesus Christ I just like that we're setting the stage you know he's saying like like we're supposed to be setting the stage for him to do a turnaround and it's like yes. no the, your original position made you look incredibly stupid the fact that you were like, I was willing to entertain there was some voter fraud. Well, you're a fucking dumbass then. Yes. That, yeah. that, that honestly negates everything you would say after it. Because, like, this is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, the guy did this in 2016. He's like, you know, if I lose, I was cheated. And then he's like, oh, yeah, because he's his brain is just glisteningly smooth. Like, you're just going to listen to everything he says because you like him. I, I don't know right. how to judge someone that finds him trustworthy, despite the fact that there's like a lifetime of evidence to the contrary. But no, you're right. We should just give him the benefit of the doubt because he's daddy and he makes you feel good about being shitty. Yeah, because, again, like the only thing that matters to these fucking people is owning the libs. And yeah, who owns the libs better than he does? I mean, yeah, Donald Trump could have fucking capped the economy of owning the libs. And these guys, that, that's why they voted for him. I mean, if they were true conservatives, religious or otherwise, like he doesn't stand for anything 
that he they do. Uh, he's a fucking draft dodging, teetotaling dickhead from New York that lives in a golden skyscraper with his name on it. If there's anything that Evan Hafner and Matt Best should hate, it's him. Because uh, yeah. he's the, he's literally the coastal elite that they are framing their coffee company to actively stand against. That's the <laughs> thing. That's the thing that still blows me away is how he was able to convince millions of people to rail against coastal elites who are his people. <laughs> people well, I, are children. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't just, know. <laughs> yeah, just I mean, I know there's there's more to brains. it. I get it, but like, yeah, they're baby brain idiots that were told what they wanted to hear. Yeah, and it, they yeah. believed it. That's one thing Trump's always been really good at is that he feeds the piggies their slop. Yeah. And like he saw, I mean, if even if you go back a couple of years, that wasn't the person who he was like when the guy because he ran for president once before in some third rate ticket whose name I can't remember before dropping out like the next day. And he was like for Medicare for all. He was pro choice and all this other shit like he would be left wing for a Democrat in 2021 if he ran that platform today. Yeah, and, he wanted uh, like, like Oprah to be his running mate in 2000 for like the reform party or something. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. And like if, if these guys are just they they just want to be coddled and told that everything is fine without anything being anything mattering. Like he like the I guarantee you the main thing that appealed to these guys is in the run up to the election. Trump was like actively encouraging war crimes. Like if you if you remember uh, since you know, 2015 feels like a fucking eternity ago like he's like oh no the way that you defeat terrorism is you simply murder their families and everybody's like what the fuck even fox news is like uh what (laughs) and he was also like citing those like chain letters from your like weird uncle who just does nothing but read like back issues of soldier of fortune like you know how you stop them you put bullets in pork grease and they'll stop coming it's like i don't think they're gonna just like give up after that and also i'm fairly certain that story was false but okay yeah that's yeah i'm sure every third marine i've heard that from totally did it Uh uh-huh fucking psych i mean even if that is true that speaks volumes about you and also we lost so it didn't work (laughs) (laughs) uh all right back to this article too um while he disapproved of those that stormed the Capitol, he didn't believe they that they or their actions constitute a real threat to the Republic. Quote, I've seen mm-hmm. an insurrection, said Haffer, a former Green Beret and CIA contractor who served in Afghanistan and Iraq. I know what they look like. What insurrection look, did he see? Look, I'm guys, curious. I've done some war crimes. Yeah. And I've made sure a lot of innocent people got killed, and I didn't think that was it. I, I like that this, that he's trying to be like the expert in the situation. He doesn't understand the difference between insurrection and insurgency. <laughs> I, <laughs> look, I wasn't a Green Beret. I was the most basic ass fucking soldier you'll ever meet. I was a normal ass combat arms guy, supposed to be in a tank, acted like infantry because I'm dumb. Uh, that's an insurgency, Evan. That's what that is. It's not an insurrection. Those are those are two different things. You saw an insurgency because you fought the same war I did. Well, you, you know, like force multiplication and, um, uh, you know, cohesiveness <laughs> and like, no, yeah, it wasn't it was an insurrection. Like you can at least say that much because like every single person there wanted to accomplish something that day and it was against the government's wishes. Like, 
Like, look, just because it failed doesn't mean like the attempted murder is a thing. Something I'm sure he knows plenty about. Like, just because you fail an insurrection doesn't make it not one. You tried. Good luck. It's like it's like every time uh, like a capitalist or a communist society fails. Like, well, that wasn't true capitalism. That wasn't true communism. Well, they fucking tried and they failed. <laughs> like, yeah, it this didn't quite this... get there. Yeah, like like it's like saying that I didn't uh, uh, get a D. Uh, I, I, I didn't fail that class. I simply never attended. The article gets really fun, too, when you get later into it, too. Uh, later I was just, just going to oh. hold on. I just wanted to point out one thing I love about this article so far is that um, the only thing Evan Hafner or Havner, Havner has said is that I was wrong about everything I thought, which is like a great start to an article. Like, well, I thought there was fraud and there wasn't. And then I didn't think that this was going to be a major crime. And it was. And it's like, well, then. Like, you're not really painting yourself out here to be a, a paragon of intelligence. It, re- it really does bring into question what what they teach, sub- what are, who are supposed to be our, our most intelligent soldiers. Um, because he seems to be incredibly naive about the world, despite the fact he's using that experience to ex- explain why he believed those things in the first place. That makes any sense? I don't know if I explained that right. Like, No, no, it makes total sense, too, because, I mean, like... <laughs> It's it kind of plays in the face of like the whole J.D. Vance thing. Like our officers shouldn't be learning all this diversity stuff. They should just be learning how to kill. <laughs> it's like, well, you. It sounds like our NCOs need to start going to fucking college. Is what it sounds honestly, like. Honestly, yes. <laughs> like, honestly, if we could actually put some knowledge on like mid-level to higher level officers, like we'd probably be a whole lot better military than we currently are. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, to be fair, sometimes, uh, you know, our failed uh, uh, policies don't end with people getting shot in the foot. They end up with them being shot in the face and then being covered up. Yeah, those happen. too. It's (laughs) awesome. Okay, later on in the article, uh, Matt Best, our uh, best friend from uh, movies and books and all that, decides to chime in as well. About the uh, capital uh, noted YouTube rapper Matt Best. Are you tired of the pussification of the American male? Who's too afraid to defend themselves, saying shit like violence shouldn't exist. Shut the fuck up. Morning. So I like it. I believe that men should enjoy the finer things in life, like badass women and great coffee. America. A lot of people have opinions about what it's like to be a police officer, but they've never walked the thin blue line. Five O down low. Oh my god, why didn't you arrest you? Because we didn't break the fucking law. <laughs> YouTube rapper. Uh, I feel like we can't leave that out whenever we talk about him. <laughs> Every brand, name the brand, it was probably there. Walmart jeans, Nike shoes, and then it's like one patch from our company. There are certain terrorist organizations that wear American brands and when they go behead Americans. Do you think that they want to be part of that? And I'm not drawing a parallel between the two. I'm just saying yes, that you there are. are. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what you that's just exactly did. That's exactly what you're doing, you fucking <laughs> idiot. Exactly. I'm just saying that there are things in business where you when you grow that are completely outside your control. The only difference is Nike is not cultivating like this image of like being yes. this outlaw conservative sort of brand. Exactly. That's the whole point. They're wearing Walmart jeans because they could get them for $15. They're wearing Nike shoes because they can get them for very cheap and they're moderately comfortable. If you are wearing a plate carrier with a black rifle coffee patch in the middle that serves no functional purpose, it's because that brand represents what you think you represent. Exactly. 
it, it's that, also, that, 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 that simple. It's not that he got a pair of Black Rifle coffee shoes because they were affordable and nice. That patch probably cost more than his jeans. Yeah. And you have or to especially go, that hat. I think he was wearing a hat, the, the zip cuff guy. Yeah, he was wearing a, the hat with the rifle on the flag and all that. too. Yes, he, he was wearing that hat because he's like he's putting up. This is what happened. He, he put on his little baby bitch ass plate carrier, slipped a bunch of fucking zip cuffs in his shit, which he meant to do violence to our elected officials. And even though I hate literally all of those motherfuckers, it's nothing I would ever wish on them. And then he's like, what would carry on? What, what could be the front facing thing? Like, I'm going to wear a mask because I want people to see my face. So I, I don't want anybody to see what I stand for with me. But me is a symbol. What could top this off? Not a, a tactical helmet. I'm already wearing tactical equipment. You know he owns one. I'm going to pick this very specifically branded hat. Matt, what could that possibly fucking mean any in any other way? I beg of you. It's, it's honestly, like, it's virtue signaling. It's literally virtue signaling the way that they all like to talk about it too because you don't wear like, and you have to go out of your way to get Black Rifle coffee crap. You either have to order it directly yes. from them you either go to the store and pick it up. It's not like, say, you go buy Nikes from the mall or something like that. And 15 you different can buy Black Nikes. Rifle coffee shit at military commissaries and PXs. You can. I actually, I actually tried to go find some Black Rifle coffee today just because, like, you know what? I'll give them a try. See what it's like. I went to three different stores and I could not find them. These are three stores I know carry it. <laughs> That's not a good sign. That's That means they're sold out. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're sold out i'm sure and like yeah if you're wearing that stuff you know what you're saying it's the same thing like if someone wears a grunt style shirt or someone wears a nine yes. line shirt you know exactly what you're saying it's like well you know i just found this in the bargain bin so I just i'm curious if matt would have that same line of thought if i went to the protests which i did last year and i wore black rifle coffee stuff to go get beat up by cops he yeah. probably is it pro you'd probably point out that that's weird, right? Why would that be weird, Matt? It's just my shirt. You know what he would say? He would <laughs> say that you're an op and you're Antifa trying to... Uh, no, to be fair, Antifa would definitely beat my fucking ass if I showed up wearing that and I would have deserved it. <laughs> no, nah, that's true. But I'm saying like he would, call, he would call you an op of like, oh, he's wearing this and going and getting beat up by cops. And it's like it was yeah. premeditated to make us look bad. It's almost like when people show up to a popular action, sometimes known as a protest, which can turn into a riot, which, Evan, if you're listening, is different than an insurrection, which is also different from an insurgency. <laughs> um, like you, you wear what you intend on showing. Like when I went to a protest, I wore black and I wore a mask because I know how fucking cops work. What's up, Seattle PD? Um, <laughs> if, if you wear certain symbols, it's to show a purpose, whether it be a Black Lives Matter shirt or a fuck the police or an ACAB shirt. You're wearing that to elicit a specific response because you went there for a very specific reason. Absolutely. And I didn't go to any of these protests with a more specific reason than a guy who broke into the Capitol building wearing a bulletproof vest and zip cuffs. <laughs> all right quote i would never want my brand to be represented in that way shape or form hafer said because that's not me too late and but yet how did we end up here i wonder <laughs> hmm how did we end up at this juncture i'm yet, sure this man randomly went on this website and bought this hat for i believe it was 35 dollars which is very expensive for a cheap ass trucker hat yeah. And then used it to, to top his uniform. It's, it's just not even he, like a 
it's not even like a hook and loop like hat that you like a veteran no. would wear or anything like that. this is like a literal like trucker cap with like a design that's sewn in like mm-hmm. it, it looks it. like something and, ashton kutcher would wear in the early 2000s yeah and just so we're clear the type of person that has this brand appeals to this man lives with his mother and went to the protest sorry insurrection evan um with his mom <laughs> that that that's who you appeal to and the guy wasn't even a veteran he was a fucking shitty bartender three percenter who wanted to play militant yeah he was like a bartender at like a kid rock bar yes he was <laughs> i forgot about the kid rock part michigan shows up out of nowhere we we deeply apologize for kid rock and all of Downriver. listen that national guard it. ad he did was amazing and you know, it inspired me to join. I'll be honest. Okay, no, that one Kid didn't. Rock is from a town where everybody looks like Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Good God, what's in the water there? Meth mostly, yeah. All right. Not sure if it's better or worse than the lead. And yet, Black Rifle has made conspicuous little public effort to separate itself from Munsell, which is the uh, zip tie guy. This is mm. a sharp departure from its handling of the Rittenhouse incident. Following pressure from the company, Schaefer deleted his tweets, who was the Blaze guy who sent out the promo code, like, the Black Rifle Coffee supports Kyle Rittenhouse. Put in... Mass murder 20 for 20% off your next order or something. Oh, yeah, because they sponsored the Blaze guy and he had a promo code. So he was using he was also using the situation to grift. I forgot about that. That's <laughs> all it is. All That's all layers these guys upon layers do. upon layers. It's yeah, it's like a blooming onion of grifting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like a blooming onion that just gives Glenn Beck another chin. I don't know. A blooming onion has never called me a racial slur. <laughs> They're wonderful. I mean, it, and delicious. it is Australian, so just give it some time. Yeah, the, even Australians like the, the the level of racism has to be pretty obscure to get to Armenians. They have to work their way through several tribes of people that they hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see. Where was I? Oh yeah. Hafer released a video statement in which he clarified that while Black Rifle believed in the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and the right to bear arms, and that quote that a person is innocent until proven guilty. The company did not sponsor Rittenhouse. We're not in the business of profiting from tragedy. <laughs> At least anyway, on American fast soil. Forward to ch- ch- January 6th. Anyway, or like, aren't, isn't their entire brand based on like being Iraq and Afghanistan veterans? Yeah, it's like if the VFW didn't get shitty and old, uh, like, I mean, and honestly, the third entire brand is based on like the trauma of our generation. Yeah, their entire brand is based <laughs> on a war that was fought under false pretenses. What's more tragic than that? <laughs> and, you know, looking at, at all their other stuff, they're never glib about the violence that they did. No, they're really? very open. They're proud of it. And yeah. like that's that's the thing that's always kind of rocked me a bit. Like Matt Bass is like Jordan read his fucking book and reading his book is honestly like reading mine, but nuts. Like, because I also openly talk about how I'm working through some things, but it ends with me going to therapy. 
Honestly, <laughs> honestly, the only way I could really describe Matt Best's book is like it's Ernst Younger if he got kicked in the head by a fucking mule. <laughs> oh God! Look, that that is just unfair to Ernst Younger. A sentence which I never thought I would say. That's why to... Ernst Younger would be like, "This guy needs to tone it down." There, like, I'll I'll just tell you some of the things I saw in that book too. Like, first off, he talks about like how when he was like a 19 year old, like army ranger to like, he let a guy surrender. And like in the next line, he says like 22 year old Matt would have just capped him twice. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then there's a full chapter that talks about just like dismembering a, 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 a dead combatant, like a full chapter, which is a war crime. I should point out that is, is explicitly a war crime. Yeah. In the introduction of his book, he just talks about how he like uses like a severed limb from a dead combatant, a separate incident, and just like waved it at his friends, like doing some prop comedy with a dead body part. And it's like, this is insane. Like, what if Carrot Top was in the SS? What if Carrot Top was BTK? <laughs> oh god and like you just read this and you're like it, he tries to make it seem like it's cool because he's like using tucker max as like ghostwriter to write all this and anyone who probably has any sense to him should just be horrified yeah right. i mean it's fucking psychopathic shit it's it's yeah. fucking psychopathic uh like the like making jokes about violently murdering people is insane like there's no other way to describe it it's insane it's literally psychopath behavior oh absolutely yep. and like me and joe we watched uh we watched uh their movie range 15 for his podcast and don't don't watch it. It, was the most, it was the most grotesque display i've probably ever seen because well, like i think the, the one of the one of the things that we came to is this man clearly wanted to be a member of a death squad of some kind and he had to settle for a t-shirt company. Yeah. Like halfway through the movie, they just give up on the premise of like a zombie movie altogether and just move on to killing people that annoy them. Like there's just an entire like montage of them just killing people that annoy them from like YouTubers who are anti-Americans who are trying to pee on the flag to like just hipsters, I guess people who dare drive a Prius, gay people, trans people, um, stolen valor people, people who don't know who a random uh, Medal of Honor holder is. It's it, zombie movies, which is, you know, I guess at its base is what it's supposed to be, uh, it, are supposed to be like a, a blank slate for you to inject society into because you can code it as zombies, you know, like how in sci-fi you just make them bugs or whatever. Uh, and then you can make those bugs stand for whatever you want. And... So you really do see a lot of who they are as people, you know, uh, not only who they are as people, but the the fans they want to cultivate. And that is people who are very comfortable with obscene violence towards people they dislike. They, this is this is a man who goes to Pornhub and types in Contras in the search bar. Oh, he doesn't, even, oh, he doesn't even go to Pornhub. He just goes to LiveLink and just like watches that all the time. <laughs> R.I.P. Live Leak. They turned into an off-brand YouTube. R.I.P. Actually, no. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good thing. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's it's terrible. Yeah, those, those websites should never exist. So, uh, talking about Matt Bass and his book, I was looking at the Amazon reviews. Oh, boy. And there are so many people who are just as horrifyingly gross. Just like five-star reviews. Like this one says... Um, High-fiving faces with a suppressed weapon is one of the many gems written in this book. If that makes you chuckle even a little, you should buy this book. 
That doesn't even make sense as a literary device. It doesn't. No. Like, I'm not, not going to criticize Matt, ba- Matt Bast as an author um, because it's insulting to the written word. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I write sci-fi. I'm not winning any Pulitzers here anytime soon. Um, but like just that, that is 100% Tucker Max's ghostwriter because that's something that he would have written, which is funny because Tucker Max attempted to do his own thing after his book blew up. And his entire venture crashed and burned. And he had to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, uh, he, had to, he, he tried to do his own thing with that poly professor guy for, that's uh, that uh, says that you have to have a certain high amount of IQ to be poly. Oh, boy, I didn't yeah. know that. He yeah, blocked at, me, uh, so I, I can't follow his dumb exploits. Here's, here's another great one. If you are a soy boy, this book will hopefully pull you out of the world of betas and put you on the path towards alpha greatness. Yeah, you know, I felt like mm-hmm. such a soy boy reading about how every single one of his relationships were just pretty much just throwaways and how essentially he's just alone in this world because he can't really overcome his own demons that he doesn't think he has. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I I think he's married. I don't I don't know. But like I the. And and you kind of, you kind of get that same idea from like his his. You can't see this because I'm doing it on an audio platform. I'm doing quotations here, comedy, uh, or his rapping, uh, or his videos, his sense of humor. He doesn't value literally anybody else's existence as a person. No, um, it's textbook and, narcissism. <laughs> everything he has ever done is how awesome he is. Like it's like if. If Chuck Norris, I unironically believe in the Chuck Norris jokes. That is Matt Best. Oh, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. And it's just, it's just incredible that they even tried to have this like mea culpa in like the New York Times, where it's just like, you know what? We're sorry about that, but you know what? We're not connected with that at all. Anyway, if you look at any of our media products, you'll see that we're connected with that all the way. And how many people have they, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about, but like they've had like people like Eddie Gallagher and shit on their platforms, right? Twice. Yeah. They've had Eddie Gallagher on their podcast twice. All right. Really taking the high road there, Evan. Um, and, and to be fair, this will work for a lot of people. Like they're like, oh, see, they're not one of the bad ones. Anyway, let's let's buy the Scout Sniper brand coffee with two giant S's in the middle. Yeah, that, that very yeah. Uh, that very coffee phrase that everyone knows, silence or smooth. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense to me. It's just the best part of just, waking up. This SS is. in your cup. I love, I love a tall, hot cup of fascism in the morning. Oh, uh, coming out with a new one. Guard Tower Coffee. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What can you say? Like, what can you say about this? Like, and immediately, like the moment they started getting flack on uh, from like every sort of like right wing personality ever that they were they sold out and they were cucks because they said, actually, we're not racist or proud boys. Like, right. They walked it right back. Like they went on Dana Loesch's show and like said, like, well, you know, the New York Times is going to write this story anyway. So, you know, we thought we'd try and manipulate as much as possible. And this they got more of a fair shake in here than they ever deserved. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any pushback in anything they're saying. No, not at all. And if you go back and read some of their old blog posts, especially the ones they deleted to, they don't deserve any credit whatsoever because they dealt in the right wing uh, in the right wing like tropes, especially in like 2017 and all that. too. Well, all you have to do is go back and, and 
remember their response to what Starbucks did with saying they were going to hire 10,000 immigrants. Yeah. But more specifically, war refugees. Yeah. Yeah. Like people like interpreters and stuff. Oh, yeah. I got that response right here. Uh, the United States was here's from Evan's blog on Black Rifle Coffee that's now deleted for obvious reasons. I'll let you figure mm. out why. The United States was once a nation of immigrants, but let that shit go. After a couple of generations, we are Americans. Period. It is not. It is time after three presidencies that we start protecting ourselves. This is not a Muslim ban. It is a ban on people coming from terrorist-clad countries that happen to be predominantly Muslim. And coincidentally, we have found ourselves immersed into a war, fighting terrorists who, parentheses, for all intent and purpose, harbor their ideals upon their interpretation of what their holy Quran says. That sounds like something Tony would scream at AJ. What does terrorist clad mean? Muslim. Ah, okay, that's what I thought. I mean, um, I mean, this, they also had that sort of ad too, where it's like Starbucks vows to hire 10,000 refugees and we vow to hire 10,000 veterans. And um, I'll let you just see why that might be problematic. You guys can't see it probably, but essentially what it is is the top picture is essentially, I think either Hamas or ISIS carrying like AK 47s with Starbucks cups next to them, which I'm fairly certain mm-hmm. ISIS or Hamas probably isn't really big on like a Frappuccino. I'm probably going to go that they they wouldn't be a huge fan of Starbucks. No, (laughs) no, I'm pretty sure. And what's what's incredible is is multiple things about this. It's like one Starbucks for all of their various problems and of which there are many. They're actually a very decent employer as far as employers go, which is a very low bar. I understand Um, they've actually have an incredible veterans program that's hired more veterans than Black Rifle Coffee could ever hire in a thousand years. Uh, To include like benefits and school benefits and like retiring and decent pay. Um, And this this is where the thing is like, oh, we don't understand how we ended up here. We didn't mean to attract these people. This is the story that they literally went on TV and said, no, we're a conservative coffee brand. Uh, like, and I understand like, this is a little bit before how dumb culture war has gotten. Like it was, it was the pre come of, of where we are now. Um, but like they, they literally started this, 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 this culture coffee war bullshit did not exist until they started it. And now fast forward a couple of years and they've rode that fucking shit to the bank, which included an insurrection. And they're like, ooh, ooh, we're just a small bean. We didn't mean it. Like, dude, you fucking did this on purpose to sell coffee. And then you are like, oh, shit, we 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 did this. Like, I don't give a fuck if it was blind marketing because it's not dumb marketing. Look, look how much money they've made. I mean, it's oh, evil, yeah. but it's not dumb. No, <laughs> but like... like You'll never go Own broke. It, yeah, you'll never go broke trying to do culture war stuff in America. The only no. problem is you have to look out to see if someone will flank you on your sides. And now, luckily, we yeah. have more fascist coffee brands now, which I never thought that would be a phrase I would ever say. And yes. like, you have like, you have like a company called like Stocking Mill Coffee, which is like literally doing like helicopter jokes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they are openly supporting Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, I, I think like a Daily Beast uh, reporter asked him, like, it, 
it says here that you're pretty much like openly supporting fascism. It's like, are you ashamed of this? Like, we're never ashamed of that, sweet cheeks. It's like you're you just have companies who are just trying to up the game and outrage now just because they they just deal in the economy of like owning the libs and like that's yeah. all they have. And I mean, if it wasn't for the, this brand, Black Rifle Coffee in particular, no one would think that it's lucrative. That like they built their brand doing this, and then after doing business with literal Nazis, militants, and various other shades of white nationalists, racists, and murderers, and war criminals, um, accused war criminals, um, he's a war criminal. Uh, they're like, oh, oh, we didn't mean we didn't mean that. Like, no. Dude, you probably own several trucks, a couple dozen guns, and a mansion built on this fucking money. You don't get to, you know, you don't get to walk away from this scot free. Listen, you don't get to like, oh, we didn't mean it this way. Like, no, 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 no. The only like, argument that you can give me that they're not racist is that I don't think they value human life at all to actually <laughs> put it on a race yeah. spectrum. Yeah, if their movie showed me anything, is that they're very comfortable committing uh, a non-sectarian violence as well. Um, so you know. That's something. It's like, not good. Their their business arc is literally the me reaping, me sowing me. Yeah, exactly. The the fucking leopards eating my face party woman. Yeah. It, and I, I think I, I put it on Twitter this last week too, but like their like Twitter page has gotten really weird and like the it's last It's so week. weird now. Because now they're just like they're I feel like they're. I think, they think they're trying to get their old their old crew back together. They like, yeah. oh, our our Wapo article, or sorry, New York Times article didn't didn't. Nobody's buying it. Uh, so I, I guess uh, we have to be stocking milk coffee. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're going into like Kurt Schlichter's like mentions just to be like, that looks really cool, Kurt. You're not cool. Like that's sad. Like you're especially when you're supposed to be these like operator type guys, and you're like trying to suck up to a guy who like literally tried to hide from going to Iraq. And the uh, the going on the Dana Lowe show and all these other things. Like you're not doing anything to show that like you've actually learned anything. Like Dana Lowe, well, I think she got fired from the NRA. I don't remember, but like she did, but only because they don't have any money to pay her. Yeah, sucks to suck. Uh, but like, yeah, the, she was making outright like fucking Rennie, uh, Lenny Reffenstahl type fucking videos before she got fired for the NRA. You know, uh, like she she was doing like incitement of violence type shit, much like Evan's fucking blog post where you don't have to say a racial slur. Like, oh, no, it, it's not that I hate Muslims. It's that we can't let any Muslims around us ever. Anyway, they're all terrorists. Like, mm, okay. You pretty much said everything, but yeah, I mean that that that's how you launder that shit. Like, if you go for the right, you get helicopter jokes, you get slurs. Uh, I mean, they probably won't just be the hard N word or whatever, but they'll be close. Exactly. Um, it, it's that Lee Atwater quote too, where he's like, "You can't just go in saying N word, N word, N word. You have to like code it through things like states' rights and busing and things like that." It, it's the exact yeah. same playbook. I'm sure he's definitely used the word thug to describe someone before or inner city or something. Oh, I'm uh, or positive of that. Or Arab for, for, you know, rather than just saying Muslim, despite the fact the most populous Muslim Asian is Asian. Uh, it is fucking stupid. Uh, and they're coding their, they're coding their racism in PR tricks that makes them able to go in the New York times, makes them able to go on Fox news, that makes them able to go on fucking wherever because they're, they're palatable. 
Yeah, they're 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 what they say is not even as extreme as what Tucker Max is saying, or not Tucker Max, Tucker Carlson is saying anymore. You know, uh, they're able to be palatable because anything further right to them is has to go on Newsmax and shit, and nobody wants to do that. No, like, at this point, it's like a business decision too. Like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're mm-hmm. trying to say like, listen. We make this palatable thing for everything on the right, but also we're not racist or anything like that. So if right. you're if you're investors out there, we want to give us some venture capital. We be we're not racist. We're we're the good guys. And yeah, it's it's like the the forever joke of like, please describe me what conservative culture is without describing something that discriminates against something else. Yeah. And I mean that they've made that calculated decision where like, well, we can cut off the Proud Boys and like Nick Fuentes and like act like that's the ones we're casting away because it makes such a minuscule amount of like market share. And then yeah. we'll just like keep everyone else. But at this point, and, too, and like, note when they cut them off, the proud boys have killed multiple people by this point. Yeah. They're a, a banned terror group in Canada and they only cut them off when a fuckload of them end up in prison. And also their leader seems to be an FBI informant. <laughs> that's that's still when my they decided favorites. to cut them off. That's when they cut off the Proud Boys, not when they were shooting people, not when they were brandishing guns, not when they were stabbing people, not when they were committing literal fucking hate crimes, not when an entire nation declared them terrorists, something they're supposed to be against. Remember, we're supposed to ban terrorists from coming to the U.S. But no, no, no. It's when dudes, uh, FBI informant, all these dudes are in jail facing federal crimes to include the Proud Boy leader here in Hawaii. You know, uh, it's then. That he's like, no, no, we don't, we don't, we don't stand for that shit. Like, bro, this shit has been around for years, and don't act like you didn't fucking uh, see it. You were paying very close attention to the threat of Antifa last year, but you never mentioned the Proud Boys. God. Uh, yeah, like I mean, like they clearly appealed to the crowd that was at Charlottesville. Yeah, hundred percent. I guarantee right, like you I, can find some of their merch in the fucking pictures. No, I'm sure, and it's like. You know, it, it, it's absolutely right. Like now, like you've had so many instances in which, you know, like people in and around the, the market that you have been cultivating have been truly, truly awful. And it's now expedient for you to say something about it. And it's I mean, it's false. And it's like and it, it's like it's false. But I also just like don't believe it. No. Like I'm not even giving them the benefit <laughs> no. of the doubt. Like they're out there saying that, oh, actually we didn't want this. And I'm like, you know, like, no, you are every, you were all, you were every bit as supportive of all these people as you were at any other time. And you still are. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you look at it as like, this isn't just a normal company. This is a personality driven company. Like this isn't like a faceless conglomerate or whatever. Their brand was Matt best. Their brand is Evan Hafner. Like, they start in a fucking 90-something-odd-minute-long whoa, uh, whoa, promo Joe, for this shit. Let, let's not give them that too much of a benefit. It was 85 minutes, and I felt every My single bad. fucking one My of bad. them. Yeah, they started an 85-minute-long rolling ad for this stuff. They are the brand. So, by extension, everything that their brand is pushing, even if they have other designers and stuff, and I'm sure they do. They're not coming up with these ideas by themselves. Their ideas suck, but even they couldn't think of all of this. They have to believe this because they. It, it would be like if I had a guest on my show and they used a slur or something and I let it fly. 
that reflects directly on me. Mm-hmm. Like I am the face of my product, even if it is an audit. Everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows what my shit is. If I let that go, that should rightfully come back on me because then I stand for this now. Not this both sides debate bro bullshit where you're just having a conversation. Fuck that. But like you're putting all these violent slogans on shirts. You're selling coffee about guns and about killing people and like using terms that are war crimes and talking openly about war crimes in your book. And you made a whole 80 something odd minute long video uh, movie crowdfunded by your fans who clearly agree with this sort of thing that showed death squad esque violence against people who were not zombies, despite the fact there's perfectly good zombies to kill right over there. Um, like you'd believe in this, like that, that that's not something you did for marketing. You swung that way on purpose. Even if you don't believe all of it, you believe enough of it and you've made enough of a living off of it that it should fucking stick to you. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that makes me sad about it is to like, I'm just sad that Desnats and, Black Rifle can't get together just because of the word of wisdom. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, that coffee is a huge, insurmountable gap. They'll never get together. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a shame that Desnet has to settle for a fucking stocking mill. <laughs> but, I mean, despite the fact that their main concern is effeminate soy boys, um, you know, neither of them, you know, they it's, won't be able to, to really get together. It's just it's a whole bunch of confused militant Mormons uh, about buying coffee to support, despite the fact that they can't drink coffee. It, it's the same person just like hits the, like the suggestions, uh, the review button on black rifle coffee and like, please stock post them. <laughs> I will say this. I think my next grift is going to be selling a black rifle style soda here in Utah. And I'll be a billionaire within three months. <laughs> We're going to call it canteen. <laughs> Brilliant. This is like, this is going somewhere. Patent pending, I mean, we just, patent we just pending, pending. Footprint, man. Like clearly making a left wing product doesn't make you any money. I mean, it'll make you some money. Not in Utah. Like, no, definitely not in Utah. Like really anywhere you can make um, the most simple right wing podcast or book or whatever. And like, I, I'm not saying this to like, shit talk anyone on the left obviously i'm not because I, I am one of you but like right wingers maybe it's because they're much older uh for the most part though there is a much younger generation coming up but like they literally put their money where their mouth is every time even if it's something like grossly stupid like the every time you go to you can go to like any amazon category and the top selling book is always just some random like Newsmax guy who wrote a book. It's just him on the cover holding an American flag or something. Yeah, like, it's a it's every Bill O'Reilly book where he just like controls control C and control V's like history channel like articles. I wish he did that. Like he wrote a whole book that claiming that like Patton's death was a conspiracy. Died in a fucking accident. Yeah, like it like was a traffic a con- accident. It was a conspiracy in that like a driver in the motor pool didn't secure like a fuel dump in the back of a deuce <laughs> and a half. Whoops. And I think it's because it is very personality driven, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, these are the same people who are getting rich off selling boomers like sugar pills. Yeah, everybody eventually turns into a brain pill guy. Yeah. And when, like, I mean... I don't think I could do that. I don't think that I could do like, you know, they got to have che, something like che that. Guevara, Hold on. Alpha brain. 
<laughs> they have I, I to think, have a product like that. I mean, like, I think a lot of it is, well, <laughs> clearly this is not universally true. On the left, even Democrats, depending, uh, are much more critical about people. So, like, if you have, like, a glaring grift or something awful in your history, you're much more likely to be discarded. Now, this isn't universally true. There's obviously the uh, the the Young Turks and the, the Jimmy Doors of the world who are making a living right now doing exactly that, despite the fact they're both hideously disgusting. Sean King. Sean yeah. King comes to mind as someone who yeah. went yeah, around for Sean way King. too long grifting. Yep. Yeah. Um, but on the right, you have personality like there, it's not like a personality brand as much as like a personality cult, because you have people with like a, a demonstrably uh, awful track record. Uh, and they if they shit out a book, regardless of who it is, like uh, Tucker Carlson or um, the, the TPUSA guy with the giant face, Charlie, Charlie Kirk, Kirk. Charlie Kirk. Uh, like they are selling brain pills on Fox uh, every book they uh, they put out will be bought in bulk, so it'll immediately rush to the top of the charts. At which yep. point, normal people will see it and buy it. I mean, that, that's I mean, I have a little bit more of an eye in the literary world because that's the world that I live in. But you don't see that. I mean, you do see it in um, like failed uh, political candidates in the Democratic Party, uh, but you don't see it for like fringe characters uh, in the in the in the Democrats or the left world. Uh, but literally anybody who is a well-known quantity in the right-wing world will have some ghoulish pack by unopened crates of boxes uh, so it can run to the top of the charts. Because that's yeah, how a lot of laymen pick what they're going to read. Exactly. And, you'll just, and they'll just go in the, in the grab bags at like CPAC or something like that too, where you'll get mm-hmm. like Ann Coulter like trying to do her best like Father Coughlin impression again. Yeah, I mean, a great example of that is like someone put out a book um, that was completely empty. It was was blank. And it was like all of the it was like something about all of the ways that communism is good or something like that or socialism or something ridiculous like that. It was blank. There's nothing in it. It was a bestseller. They bought an they literally bought an empty book. I believe it was by Michael Knowles, but I might be wrong. Oh, you know what? That just like, makes you mad because, like, that's such an easy grift, and you're like, "Man, that would just make my life so much easier." I don't even know how that's legally allowed. Like, that feels like it's fraud. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not a book. <laughs> you're essentially just selling a notebook, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, that—that's the kind of you know ecosystem we're dealing with. It's like it doesn't have to be a real, tangible product people will still buy it, which, which leads me to believe that I don't know what they were attempting to accomplish with this article. Cause they, I mean, one, they didn't mean it. I don't think they face any meaningful backlash. Like you go to uh, so I can speak for here in Hawaii. I can't speak for military wide though. I am not in the military anymore. If you go on a military base, they serve black rifle coffee at PXs. They will sell black rifle coffee, shirts, hats, article 15 clothing as well, which is owned by Matt best. They'll sell all of that. Clearly, they face no meaningful backlash for this guy being front and center other than being shit on in social media, which happens all the time anyway. So, like, I really am curious what their point was for this article other than it was another marketing thing. I mean, I I think that's pretty much it. We know them. Yeah. I mean, we know who these guys are because this is the world that we exist in. Like, we are very online, you know. 
we're veterans. So like we see that this ecosystem that they exist in already, we're, the, we're supposed to be their target audience. So of course we know they exist, but the lay person really doesn't like if you, uh, maybe if you're the, the kind of chuddy guy who likes to wrap himself up in the aesthetic of being a veteran, you know about them, you'll wear black rifle coffee shit or article 15 shit. Like you already know who Matt Best is probably, but normal people generally don't like this. You can't go to Walmart and buy black rifle coffee. No, but and like, I, and I think that's now like their, that's their next step though. They want to be that acceptable in like general society too. I mean, yeah. And I, I, think, I that's, think that's what this is for. I mean, it, it, um, New York times is fucking massive. So they're doing shit like this, playing this sympathetic, small, soft boy. We didn't mean it situation is exactly how they, they get to a bigger audience than ever before. Despite the fact you scroll over one whole day of, of, of marketing or even just open up their Twitter, you see that it's completely bullshit and they didn't mean it. Yep. Yeah. It, it, because like the amount of people who are going to boycott Black Rifle Coffee because they said that like the Proud Boys are bad is hilariously minuscule. Nobody really cares. It's just going to be some loud people online. Yeah, it's, it's just to get in the New York Times too. So you'll have like like moderate Republican stepdads who are like, well, you know what? They, they said they were sorry. And you know what? That's good enough for me. And you know what? I thought about joining the Marines back in 1983 and you know, I'll, 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 I'll take a couple bags of just black coffee. Thank you very much. Right. And I mean, the, 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 those guys aren't alone. There's going to be a lot of, you know, we do need a strong uh, Republican party type Democrats who are going to be like, well, they didn't mean it. I mean, like I, I have like friends from whatever club I'm a member of who voted for Trump. And that doesn't mean anything bad. It just didn't impact me personally. So why do I care? Exactly. I mean, they're 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 literally appealing to civility, which is outstanding coming from a brand like this. <laughs> they probably sell a shirt that says fuck civility. They probably do. Like I'm, I know they have one that says fuck your feelings. And that's I mean, that's really the thing that's the difference between these kind of grifters and other is that it's they're not just selling an ideology at this point. They're selling a lifestyle. Yeah. And like wearing black rifle coffee or drinking black rifle coffee is a statement of of personal identity. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's into it a little bit. Yeah, you know. it's it's always like, yeah, it's always like a full send kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you own a Black Rifle Coffee hat or uh, or drink it or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm not faulting anybody who, you know, it lives in the Fort Hickam, Hawaii, and they get coffee from the corner shop at on their way to work because that's probably your only option. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but like if you if you're going to buy it, it means you have to like subscribe to it and get it and like order it online. Yeah. You have to seek this shit out. It's not something like, oh, I tried this shit at Safeway and it's pretty good. Yeah. Like just case in point, let's say you're driving on uh, you're, you're just driving on a random street and you pull up next to a guy with a black rifle coffee bumper sticker. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everything you need to know about that guy simply because of that bumper sticker. Yeah, 100 percent. And I've yet to really be wrong about that, which tells you how it works i mean and and even people who aren't necessarily all the way in will find themselves all the way in it's like you don't go from being a kind of conservative to being that guy with zip cuffs and a a black rifle coffee hat overnight it's a process and they're definitely part of that process because if you look 
at some of the other companies they're attached to, not Stocking Mill, obviously, they're direct competitors, but, you know, play things like Nine Line Apparel, which is even more insane uh, than uh, Article 15. And uh, they, they think they have a dedicated Eddie Gallagher line of clothing. Uh, like the, 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 these guys technically aren't comrades by any means. Like they're, they are supposed to be in direct competition with one another, right? Like they both sell shirts, but the, uh, the cross pollination of people on their podcast, people in their magazine, one leads to the other. And I, I can't, but th- I can't help but think that's on purpose. Like yeah. you run a podcast you're you're gonna have your friends on who have a smaller podcast or a larger podcast. You do that because you want a boost from the person with a larger podcast, or you want to kick some audience over to your friend who has a smaller podcast. Even though technically you're in direct competition because we you know we both have Patreons. Uh, however, it's in everybody's best interest that this cross pollination occurs, and you know you would only bring people on to allow this to happen if you generally agreed with what they were going to say. Um, so that's on purpose. And, and you are filtering people in, like if you are on a platform like that and you're explicitly political and talk about military issues all the time, you have an agenda and that agenda is to push people further towards your platform. And if you bring people on your platform who are much more extreme than you are, your goal can only be to push them into more extremes. And that's, why uh, people uh, go on like Alex Jones's show and they explicitly don't talk about the fact like, oh, no, he's a Holocaust denier or, you know, Prager U has people who are literally Holocaust deniers or disgusting nationalists or people who talk about like white genocide. But they don't bring those things up because, you know, you're going to watch this video or listen to th- this podcast or whatever it is that they do. And you're going to go look that person up. You're going to find their content and you're going to go further in that direction. That's how the pipeline works. Yep. I mean, that's that's what they're doing. They're putting on a, a decent face to get people invested in them and then slowly but surely fall down this massive content highway that they've created of shirts and coffee and whiskey and fucking whatever else at this point. You know, like once you're in that, you're not getting out because you've already invested all this money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's awesome to know that we have a hub directly here in salt lake city that i drive by when i leave work every <laughs> single day well and then i mean it's become such a culture company i mean you can even listen to matt best's music oh which is oh, truly Jesus. just a delight uh, yes a- noted youtube rapper matt best i think it's awesome i, I left the that outro music for that featured featured in rap battles and uh with with hits such as your pussy makes me whistle and vibing <laughs> Just great stuff. You forgot about classics such as Bitch, I Operate. God (laughs) damn it. In which I believe he rhymes bacon with bacon. What a wordsmith. I I mean, (laughs) it's the greatest love song I've ever heard. Your pussy makes me whistle. What does that even mean? All right. I I think we better cut it off there because (laughs) I think my brain's starting to shut off. Joe, you got anything (laughs) to plug? (laughs) Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, it's always a joy. Uh, uh, if I, I honestly, I wish I could say if you listen to my podcast, I can promise I will not talk about Matt Bass, but that's no longer true. Um, <laughs> it's not. I can I can promise I'll never do it again. 
Uh, I wish I could, but I'm sure they're going to do stupid things in the future that are going to make the news, and then I'm going to have to talk about it. God has forsaken me. (laughs) Plug your Twitter, plug your podcast, Joe. Uh, yeah, so I am one of the growing cast of hosts of the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. We cover history, uh, military history, uh, history of genocides, war crimes, crimes against humanity, everything that just sounds fun to listen to on a day drive on your way to work. Um, you can find it on Lions underscore buy on Twitter. You can follow me at jcast 99 and you can buy my book, uh, The Prisoner's Dilemma, mm-hmm. if you're into sci-fi anywhere you could buy books if you would like to read the less psychotic version of matt best book you could buy my book the hooligans of kandahar which is actually more than 200 pages meaning it's an actual book <laughs> and just because I, and i didn't have a ghostwriter like i'll go on record so. and say i thoroughly enjoyed hooligans of kandahar this isn't bullshit this Thank isn't you. me like blowing smoke up your ass a really solid book and one that if you're listening to this podcast you should buy and read I'm pretty sure both of those books are free if you have Kindle Unlimited. So there you go. Even better. Yes, I make money if it's Kindle Unlimited. It's just the way little things work now. (laughs) (laughs) Colin, plug your stuff too. I don't know if you... I have nothing to plug. I am a very dumb and uninteresting person. (laughs) So am I. They gave me a book deal. Damn it. I got to get in on your grift. <laughs> Let's all write books. The, 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 grift, the grift begins with, unfortunately, enlisting in the military. <laughs> all oh, right. I'm, I'm right out on that. <laughs> my right. mom would have killed me if I had enlisted in the military. I still need a recording of tried. your mom, Colin, yelling out, Ronald Reagan is a son of a bitch. Oh, I know. I, I, I was, I thought about it today and I meant to get it, but I didn't have yes, time. We but. need that for the podcast. Cause I think that's going to be the slogan. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, choose a left and goodbye. in the morning and I'm feeling kind of fresh five pounds of bacon on my motherfucking chest carbon stained pillows hands smell like lead under my mattress gun safe as my bed loaded up mags just ready to blast ISIS flag when I wipe my ass blowout kit with my speedball bag dressed up in my tactical swag looked in my pocket and found zero fucks until I pulled out my custom clocks even wore multi cams to my first date. Wait, what? <laughs> Bitch, I operate. We might be crazy, we might be drunk. We're sipping on whiskey, and now here we come. And we're riding dirty. This might be fade. Three words for your face. Bitch, I operate. Bitch, I operate.